Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Lawyer on Your Terms. Today's episode is all about a very crucial aspect of creating work-life balance, and that is building margin into your schedule. But before we dive into that, a quick reminder to subscribe to the podcast. And if you haven't already, I would love it if you would leave us a review. If you know another lawyer that you think would find this discussion valuable, please share it with them. Now let's dive into today's topic. Are you a lawyer who desires more freedom and flexibility in your work life? To be more available for your family, stop deferring those bucket list travel destinations until retirement, take care of yourself physically and mentally, or even just have more time for your other passions and priorities. What would it mean for your life if you could continue to practice law without sacrificing in any of these areas or sacrificing your income? I'm Kaylee Jackame, host of the Lawyer on Your Terms podcast. I run a six-figure virtual law practice working less than 25 hours a week. I'm a mom of two little ones and started my practice so I wouldn't have to choose between my vision of motherhood and my legal career. Your dreams and priorities may be different, but if you're curious about how to create a practice that is designed around your most important priorities in life, rather than always having to fit your life around your career, then you're in the right place. You, my friend, are more than just a lawyer and you can lawyer on your own terms. Welcome to the Lawyer on Your Terms podcast. Let's dive into today's episode. As driven female lawyers, many of whom are also mothers, it's easy for us to fall into the trap of overcommitting our time and really just fully occupying our time, scheduling up every minute of every day of the week. However, Today, I want to emphasize the importance of creating space in your schedule, what we'll refer to as time margin. And why is this so crucial? Well, when we are constantly running from one task to the next without a breather, it's easy to lose sight of our goals. It's very easy to become burnout, even suffer from adrenal fatigue, and miss out on unexpected opportunities that may arise. For many of us, and absolutely myself included, it is also easy to fall into the trap of, as soon as I achieve this goal, I'm going to immediately move on to the next one. A new goal immediately appears on the horizon, and you haven't even taken the time to acknowledge that you achieved your last goal or celebrate that achievement. It's a never-ending journey, and if we are always in you know full sprint mode, we may never feel like we've arrived. And in addition to celebrating our wins and finding contentment in our achievements before setting new goals, there's another strategy that we can employ to make that journey more enjoyable, and that is actively building in time margin into our days, weeks, and months. Because if you are a goal-oriented person, and you do have that tendency to, you know, achieve one, barely take note of it and set a new goal, then you are going to spend all of your life in goal achievement mode, right? Probably more so than just rest mode or contentment of what you have achieved. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think, you know, that's, that's probably how most of us are wired. And that's great. However, The truth of the matter is we're going to spend most of our lives on the journey part, right? So we might as well make that 
journey as easeful and enjoyable as we can. And creating that white space is going to make you more effective in your actions, help you to achieve your goals with more ease and more enjoyment, and then leave space, white space, for what the year has in store for you. If your time is all scheduled up, if every minute is is accounted for already, you have a plan for it, and you just don't have a lot of wiggle room, then when a new opportunity comes up, you might not be able to, to take advantage of it. You don't have any room left for spontaneity. You don't have any room left maybe to look at where life is pointing you. And just by freeing up some space, not only do you have the mental space then to enjoy the journey and to maybe recognize these different opportunities or cues of where of where life is leading you, but you also have some space to actually act on. So how can you create white space in your own life? Today, I want to share some practical tips for building in margin to your professional life, and then I will share some tips for your personal life as well. So let's start with tips on building margin into your professional life. Number one, and this is fairly simple, but can be very impactful to your workday. Number one, consider creating a buffer between your meetings and appointments. Instead of scheduling back-to-back commitments, which might seem like that's more efficient, leave some extra time in between for reflection, preparation, and a short break. This is going to make you more effective and enable you to fill your cup back up before you're pouring it out. It can make your day more manageable and, of course, less stressful. If you use appointment scheduling software like I do, like Calendly, there are a bunch of other options out there. You can, for most of those programs, certainly Calendly, you can set up a certain buffer time between appointments so that when you send your calendar link out to someone and they're booking an appointment with you, people cannot book appointments back to back. So you can determine whether there's going to be a 15-minute buffer between calls or 30-minute buffer. And by that, I mean you can schedule different types of appointments. So let's say you have a 30-minute appointment slot and one appointment is beginning at 10 a.m. So the appointment is going to be blocked out for 10 a.m. through 10.30 a.m. Then at 10.30 you can decide whether you are going to have a 15-minute block or a 30-minute block. So let's say you have a 30-minute block. So from 10.30 to 11, no one can book an appointment with you. The next appointment they can book is at 11 o'clock. Okay, tip number two. Another effective strategy is to incorporate no meeting days into your schedule. So designate specific days of your work week where you can focus on deep work, maybe a three or four hour block where you're really getting in the flow of a project so you don't have to experience you know, interruptions. Maybe you're doing your strategic thinking at that time or even personal development, professional development without interruptions. This can really be a game changer for your productivity and your overall well-being. Tip number three, batch work. So embrace the power of batch work. Your days can be filled with, I'm sure, a myriad of tasks from client meetings to legal research and drafting, admin work, 
To create more time margin, consider batching these similar tasks together. So dedicate specific time blocks for all of your meetings or client work or admin work. I'm sure you've heard this productivity hack before, but it's very effective. It not only streamlines your workflow, but it also allows you to mentally transition between roles more smoothly. So this is how I batch work in my own business. And I will admit, I do this imperfectly, but it has been very helpful to at least have a framework around batching to strive to do that most of the time. On So on Tuesdays, I do client work exclusively. No marketing besides prospective client consultations, just client work all day long. This way, I know I have protected time in the week to get this very important work done. Plus, I have, if I have a project that comes up that I know is going to take me a four to five hour block of time to complete, I already know exactly where I'm going to have that protected time without having to, you know, examine my calendar or piecemeal the work or work on an off day to be able to get it done quickly. I know that I can get that work done on Tuesdays. Tip number four, have an overflow workday or a portion of your workday. So this is a designated time when you intentionally leave your schedule open. It's a workday, but you don't necessarily have any particular type of work that you've scheduled there. You don't have meetings during this time, but you also don't have you know a standing appointment with yourself to do batch work of maybe your social media posts or, or whatever it is. This is open space on your work calendar. And I think a great time to schedule this is the last workday of your week. And this can be a powerful practice that allows you to just handle loose ends, tie up any unfinished tasks, and ensure that your week is going to conclude on a strong and organized note. So the beauty of an overflow day is how adaptable it can be to your needs. It can serve as, you know, a safety net for anything that may have slipped through the cracks that week that you just didn't get to, unfinished tasks, unexpected issues, maybe that popped up, or last-minute client requests. So this is a time reserved to address those matters without the, you know, the pressure of a tightly packed schedule. For me, Friday is my overday, and ideally I try to keep this to the first half of Friday. So any client work that I didn't finish on Tuesday or that has come up since, I'm going to finish on Friday morning. If I had intended to do something, maybe marketing related or send out invoices or really any other loose end that I meant to get done but didn't, or it's simply an administrative task that came up and perhaps it doesn't have another otherwise designated place in my weekly or monthly rhythm, then the overflow time on Friday morning is when I'm going to get these tasks done. If you're ready to build and grow a flexible virtual law practice, whether you're going solo for the first time or you have an existing practice, but would like to be able to work less without sacrificing your income, our signature program, The Accelerator, is for you. The Accelerator is a six-month private done with you mentorship program to provide you with the exact steps, strategies, and support that you need to build, launch, and grow a flexible virtual law practice. 
there's honestly nothing else in the marketplace like the accelerator. And we take a holistic approach to building a flexible law firm around the most important priorities in your life. Our unique combination of training materials, templates, and private mentoring will fast track your transformation from burnout and missing out to a lawyer who looks forward to Monday mornings. By the end of the program, you will not only have all the information and tools you need to launch your flexible virtual firm, but we will have built out many of the backend components of your firm together. You'll have a clear, personalized, and actionable business plan to operate and grow your practice with the confidence and support to do it. And last, but certainly not least, you'll join a network of like-minded attorneys to grow with. Enrollment for the Accelerator is open now at lawyeronyourterms.com slash accelerator. All right, so those are all my tips for building margin into your professional life. Now I want to share some tips on building margin in your personal life. My tip number one is scheduling uncommitted family time. For some of you, especially with kids who are a bit older or maybe involved in a lot of activities, or for those of you who just have other personal obligations that commit you to frequently being outside of your home, outside of work time, this tip might seem like it's a huge reach. But I think if you get creative, you can still incorporate some form of this into your weekly rhythm and it will be really powerful. So if you can carve out family time or even just personal time for you, time outside of work that is scheduled, it's protected white space, Maybe this is a a whole day. Maybe it's a whole weekend day. Or maybe it's just a portion of a Sunday. But if you can protect some time for yourself where you, as as a rule, do not, you know, you don't schedule a yoga class. You, You don't schedule an extracurricular activity for your kids. You just keep that space unplanned not that you have to sit there and do nothing, but you keep it open so that you are able to schedule more short-term, spontaneous things to do for yourself or together as a family. So maybe you call this, you know, family adventure day or something like that. Or maybe it's just family rest time or yourself rest time. But the idea here is that you are intentionally keeping your schedule open creating space for impromptu plans, spontaneous outings. And again, this could be a whole day. It could be a whole Saturday. It could be a portion of Sunday. Or it could even be a midweek afternoon. Maybe on Wednesdays, you pack up and you finish at 3 o'clock, and the rest of the day, there are no plans. Uh, Maybe that would work best for some of you, especially with some of you who have very packed weekends Um, with other obligations, maybe you can find a weekday, again, where you could just leave work early, pack up for the day. And obviously, this is much easier when you work for yourself and you're setting your own schedule, but then you have no other plans for that day. So nobody's doing sports. Nobody's going to any activities. It's just open space. So instead of having a rigid go, 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 go agenda, This is your opportunity to seize the moment and do something spontaneous. So maybe you've seen some ice cream shop that you drove by yesterday, and that's the that's the time of the week where you can actually go there and, you know, explore somewhere new or 
go hiking at a state park that you've talked about going to for a long time and you've just never gotten around to it. It's about being present, you know, embracing the unexpected, being able to do that, being able to embrace the unexpected, and also just having time to rest and rejuvenate. So maybe it has been one of those weeks where you are just left feeling completely drained and your mind and body truly need rest and relaxation. When your schedule is so filled up and you don't have a built-in time to do that, you're either forced to push through and that can you know, compromise your immune system and, and leave you sick, or you have to cancel your obligations because you just don't have the energy to push through. We all need periods of rest. And in many cultures and many religions, this is recognized and it's built into their natural rhythms. Shabbat in the Jewish culture, they from Friday at sundown and all Saturday, they recognize the Sabbath, Shabbat. And, you know, depending on on how you observe that, even within the Jewish culture, you might not be doing absolutely anything that day. But what is recognized in that tradition is that as humans, we require that. We require a period of rest to reflect on the week, and we're more effective during the week when we do that. So in our family, you know, I will admit that perhaps it's a bit easier because our kids are young. They're two and six, and they are not involved in a lot of weekend activities now. And I understand that as they get older, if we want to keep up this tradition, it will force us to make some difficult decisions about what we are going to participate in as a family and not. But as it stands, it's not requiring too many no's of us at the moment. So what we do in our family is Saturday is a family day and it's a no tech, no work day. So this was very difficult at first. And I will admit it's still it's still difficult sometimes. But we don't we don't use our computers we don't use the internet we don't watch tv we the kids don't watch movies they don't have tablets at at all but if they did the tablets would be taken away on saturdays we just completely unplug for the most part from technology we're not on our phones we're not big phone scrolling people generally speaking but we're doing that even less on saturdays uh, we don't have like a prohibition on using the phone. We still like text people and call our family as needed. Um, but we're really just making a conscious and intentional effort to unplug. We don't have, you know, any activities that are scheduled on Saturdays. However, we do a lot on Saturdays. And we started this tradition a couple months ago. And like I said, it hasn't always been easy because there were in the past, there were Saturdays where my husband would say, oh, why don't you, you know, go out and get some work done and I'll watch the kids. And that was kind of the day that I would get fun work done. I would do, you know, I would write things or do social media posts. And I enjoyed that time, you know, getting out of the house on my own, having some alone time and and getting work done. But we have decided to not do any work on Saturdays, to have family time, to totally unplug. And while it hasn't always been easy, it was the best thing that we did in 2023, and we made so many memories that would not have been made if we didn't have this rhythm and practice. And I also read so many more books, probably than I almost ever have in my life, because 
if we're home, then that's write, writing and journaling or reading or like playing cards with the kids and whatnot are pretty much all we're doing. Now, I don't like being stuck in the house. So I instigate us going on little family adventures a lot on Saturdays. So sometimes we'll go hiking or we'll go out to new restaurants and things like that. But it has been a wonderful tradition. Again, like I said, I think it's a little bit easier for us right now in our season of life to do that. I understand that that will get way more challenging as our kids get older. But I think that we are also in the practice of, you know, kind of flexing that muscle of making harder decisions or, or telling ourselves no. It hasn't been easy to tell myself no when I want to watch something on Saturday or, you know, use the internet and I made the decision to unplug. So by being in the practice of telling myself no, perhaps it will be easier to tell my children no later on. I don't know. Stay tuned on that. Now, if you can't do that for a whole day, again, I would encourage you to maybe make Sunday evenings your time or Saturday evenings your time or again, a weekday afternoon. Just try to find some time in your schedule where that is protected you time or protected family time and you have no other commitments. And I really think that you will see a lot of fruit from that. All right, tip number two is to create some white space in your morning routine. Rather than having to get up, you know, when your alarm goes off and immediately start rushing to get out the door, this might require you to wake up earlier. But if you can do that and if you can create some white space in your morning, I find that it makes definitely makes my whole day go better. I'm in a much better mood. And this is true regardless of what season of life you're in. If you are single, if you are childless, if you are an empty nester, regardless of your circumstances, just having time for you before you dive into the workday or whatever else you have in store that day is really helpful in establishing a good mood and mindset for the day. So you don't need to have a morning routine that's, you know, like you're going, I don't know, taking a ice plunge bath and running five miles and meditating and journaling and, you know, all that other nonsense that you see people doing on TikTok and Instagram. It can just be that you are getting up in enough time to leisurely get ready, to leisurely have your cup of coffee. And if you want to meditate in that time or read a book or work out or do whatever you want, the point is that you have the option. So, Again, usually that requires getting up in enough time, right? You're an extra 30 minutes beyond whatever time it's going to take you to actually get ready and get out of the house. And, and if you are a parent, especially if you're a parent of younger children, this might require you to get up before them. Because if you do have little ones or you've had little ones, of course you remember that once they're up, your time is no longer your own. So, I don't know if there are is if there's like scientific data to support this, but I have heard that like between the between five o'clock and five thirty, uh, most people have, have success in beating their small children and waking up. I don't think I could get up quite that early, but I do find that if I can get up like at a quarter to six, that that is a really good time for me. 
And of course, to get enough rest, that might require you changing your evening routine, going to sleep a little bit earlier. So you have the energy to wake up a little bit earlier in the morning. Okay, and my third tip here is a natural accompaniment to tip number two, and that is to create white space in your evening routine. This is one that I am not as good at following myself, and I need to get better at this in 2024. Because when I do, it's, you know, it's very beneficial. I, I know that. But having white space in your evening routine where you are not, you know, occupied with either work tasks or personal tasks, but you're not doing, you're not, you know, doing, doing, doing until right before you're going to sleep can make such a big impact for your energy level your peace, just your enjoyment of life. I know I'm very guilty of I will get the kids to bed and then I'll have this laundry list of things, which, you know, ironically also often includes literal laundry of things that I want to get done. So I'll move into task mode and be cleaning, be doing this, doing that, open up my email, get things done. My husband goes to sleep much earlier, so he'll go to sleep. And then, you know, and then I'll realize, okay, it's it's 10 or 1030. I need to go to bed. And then I think everybody needs some unwinding time. And you need more than you need more than like 20 minutes of unwinding time to to move from go, go, go mode to relaxing mode. So this is something that I am striving to do and change is to cut off that time of go, go, go and leave a lot more white space, if you will, before I'm actually going to sleep. So time to just relax, right? Time to unwind, not white space that is going to be filled up with doing, but white space that is filled up with just being. So whether that's reading a book or uh, just even watching something on TV or just enjoying some quiet moments with your spouse or alone, this intentional white space, I know, would contribute to better sleep and overall well-being. And it's definitely something that I plan on working toward and improving this year. So remember from all of these tips, the professional tips for building margin into your work life and these tips on building margin into your personal life, the key is to be intentional about creating the pockets. It's not going to happen accidentally. You really have to schedule that protected time in. And by strategically placing them in your schedule, then you can ensure that you have that flexibility to embrace new opportunities, handle unexpected challenges, and then just simply savor the moments that make life truly fulfilling. Because if you are an ambitious, goal-oriented person, you are going to spend most of your life on the journey. So these are ways that you can make that journey more filled with ease and much more enjoyable. So I hope these tips in this episode was helpful to you. If you haven't already signed up to be on our coffee chat list, I would love to have you join us once a month on the first Wednesday of the month. We come together for a Zoom chat just to network, meet each other, connect with like-minded female lawyers who are also striving to build a flexible practice that is built around their other priorities in life. We always have a wonderful time chatting. It's a free connection call, and you can sign up at www.com.
lawyeronyourterms.com slash coffee chat. So I hope you'll join us for that. And I hope you will join me next week for another episode of Lawyer on Your Terms. That's all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me and really help us grow. If you would take a moment to go to your podcast app where you listen and leave us a review. If you know a lawyer who you think would enjoy this podcast, please take a screenshot of your favorite episode and send it to them or tag them in a post. And before we leave, I just want to remind you that you are more than just a lawyer and you can lawyer on your own terms. I'll see you next week.